0: Urbanham.com is your source online for the best in people to know, places to go, and things to do. And of course, we have the official Urbanham merch available right now to match your style. Order the colors that represent you, your high school, college, Greek organization, your favorite sports team, or just find that perfect Urbanham t-shirt or hoodie to go with those fresh sneakers in your closet. Visit Urbanham.com today and click on Shop Urbanham to place your order.
1: I told you I wasn't ready yet. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) Leslie Claybrook enters her second season as the general manager of business operations for the Birmingham squadron. She brings a wealth of experience in athletics to the squadron front office, most recently having served as the president of Crossroads 331, a sports consulting company. She previously held administrative roles as the assistant commissioner at the Southeastern Conference, senior associate athletics director at Rice University, associate athletics director at Samford University, and at and Associate Athletics Director at Birmingham Southern College. An Alabama native, Claybrook graduated from the University of Alabama and was a member of the Crimson Tide women's basketball team under head coach Rick Moody. As a player, Claybrook's Alabama teams had a combined record of 78-37 and and twice reached the second round of the NCAA tournament. In 1989, Claybrook was named Alabama Miss Basketball as a senior at St. James School in Montgomery, Alabama. Well, the time-honored tradition is here. Leslie Claybrook, tell us a joke.
0: (laughs) This is not my forte here, but I'm going <laughs> to give it a shot for the good of the game. All right. What do ghosts get called for most often in a basketball game? Goaltending.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that really was not too bad at all. That wasn't too bad at all. My turn. Um, How about... How do you cut the ocean in half? I
0: have no idea.
1: With a seesaw. <laughs> <laughs> I got to laugh out over. I won. I won. So um, we know your bio. But fill in the blanks, right? I want to know. These are the things I like to know i like to know, well, obviously you pl- play basketball. I usually ask, were you in the band? Um, So what was, like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We're going to do something very different. I know a secret about you. It's not really a secret, but I know something about you. And I my last guest... Was the president and CEO of the Housing Authority of the Birmingham District. And you both have something in common. You're both twins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
0: a good secret.
1: Yeah. So the first thing I want to know is how many other siblings. I want to know what it was like growing up as a twin. Mm-hmm. And how, I want to know about your parents, how they dealt with that. So what was the household like as as a little family?
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't a traditional family. Um, okay. But that's, uh, it's my story and our life and how we grew up. Uh, my mom and dad separated when we were six months old as twins. Okay. And left my mom with uh, four children under the age of five. Uh, to raise. So that means I have an older brother and an older sister who uh-huh. both graduated from the University of Alabama. Too. Roll tie. Yes, sir. And then um, a, my twin brother who uh, dipped his toe in at Auburn University for a little bit and then uh, finished his degree at a technical college and has worked for AT&T for almost 30 years now
1: Okay. and
0: lives where we grew up in Luverne, Alabama. And so that's where my mom and dad met. Uh and his dad my dad, his dad was the principal at Luvern High School. Okay. And just moved to the community there and my mom and dad had a, a great relationship were married for several years and then just you know kind of went their different ways but my mom raised us uh, moved us back to her parents okay and uh, she went back to school and got her degree and um, moved us around to several different locations as she moved up in her professional career okay and what's interesting is my sister and i kind of went with my mom but my brothers stayed and were raised by our grandparents and it okay. was a great experience for for all of us in different ways because the guys were uh, ingrained in the community of Luverne. They wanted to grow up on a farm, and so they had that experience where my sister and I, even though we wanted to support our mom, and Mm -hmm. we had different activities such as sports that My sister wanted to try sports and it was in the band as well, Mm -hmm. but I certainly was all into sports and she moved us around, or we moved around to places that allowed me an opportunity to be successful in sports and to earn a scholarship to the University of Alabama. But my twin brother and I are very competitive still to this day. Okay. Um, We look nothing alike. Okay. He's got blonde hair, blue eyes, and a big guy, Uh, but surprisingly- The question we get most frequently is when we say we're twins, the first question is are you identical? <laughs> and it, it doesn't like <laughs> and we say i know it's hysterical it's just like hysterical but i get i give people the benefit of the doubt and i don't call them out but it's just like oh you're twins they get so excited about that right part, right they don't hear that it's a brother you know so they're automatically thinking you know you're identical right. exactly and so i take a miss and know we're fraternal and then it, the <laughs> processes start in their minds they're like oh yes. oh
1: okay, yeah I'll that's say, right yes, That is how that comes that has to happen. <laughs> but my,
0: my, uh, my dad was around, supportive of us when he could be, uh, but he led a life in the uh, media world as well. He was a, okay. a writer for um, several newspapers around the state and, in Mississippi and Georgia as well, and strung for the AP uh, for many years. And so a lot of people, a lot of media folks I run into today still ask me, is Clint Claybrook your dad? And I'm like, yeah, he was my dad. And they're like, oh, had fond memories of him and tell me stories. So that's fun too. But they have both passed on, but the lessons that they instilled in us are still with all of us today. Um, My brothers and sisters were all successful in our chosen professions. We are all living different lives in different places, but, yeah. uh, we all come together and spend quality time. And, um, you know, it's not your traditional mom and dad family that people are known for, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. every family is different and every family has their, their bonds and their experiences that make them special and unique. And that's our story.
1: That's awesome. Um, so what was it like being recruited by D1 school and, you know, what was high school like with, you know, be, being a star, you know what I mean? And then especially with your senior year culminating in being Miss Basketball, like what was it like being teenage you?
0: hmm these, these are great questions. I, mean, I know we're only <laughs> into two, but there's there, I really haven't thought about them, you know, a lot and articulated like what. Well, was. I'm glad I forgot
1: to send them. Well, I know, but that's okay. <laughs> but it's like
0: all of these steps along the way, including back when I was in high school, have led me to the success that I've been able to have today. And it started with people that my mom surrounded herself with to support her Mm -hmm. in being a uh, young mother Mm -hmm. and somebody that was trying to be successful in her career too and provide Mm -hmm. for the family. And so I was in a unique situation uh, when I moved with my mom to have lots of wonderful coaches and lots of other families and parents who shuttled me to practices and to games and took me to camps with their children Mm, uh, while my mom was working and so that was pretty special in that respect and uh, as far as being in montgomery i had the chance to attend saint james and there got to a point my junior year that my mom had an opportunity professionally to move to atlanta and move up in her career and there were families that said and our coach as well that said, Hey, stay, you know, and stay with us and we're gonna help you be successful and my high school coach promised my mom that she would get me a scholarship somewhere. Now she didn't know where at that time and had a chance, she did her job as a head coach and sit in my uh, VCR tapes back then, right? Yeah, and yeah. made phone calls over the rotary dial yeah. instead of texting coaches to say, hey, you know, Leslie's, these are her stats, this is what she's done. And uh, so that was successful from that standpoint and had an opportunity with several different offers. But the Alabama position came about late in my recruiting career. And um, I had the chance the summer before my senior year to play for an AAU team with a fabulous head coach um, and then a wonderful assistant coach, Dottie Kelso, who um, got the head jo- or the assistant coaching job at Alabama with Rick Moody okay. uh, in the spring of my senior year. Okay. And I had already committed to UAB, which is probably one of the... That commitment uh, was great. I was going to be successful. I wanted to go into medicine, and uh, Coach Jenny Milling was going to help me get there. Okay. And that's probably one of the, the biggest things that I look back on that, and I don't have many regrets or things I say I would have done over, but that was definitely one I would have done over in that I had committed to her and to UAB. Yeah. And then Alabama came along, and Coach Moody came along, and Dottie Kelso came along and uh, offered me a chance to – to go to Alabama and I said my brother and sister had been there I'd been on their campus and it was the SEC and so uh the phone call I had to make to coach milling UAB was um not a good one uh because I wasn't as confident and articulate as I am now and I was 18 years old and you know I didn't know how to express myself and Uh so uh but I'm thankful that oh no we're not
1: gonna blurb over that Oh oh how bad did you mess it up (laughs) <laughs>
0: so, well, I, I, I probably, I don't know how bad, because oh, I've erased how bad it from it my memory. I'm like, uh. oh, but I crossed paths with Coach Milling after that. And yeah. um, she, it took her a little bit, but she got past it. And I, every time I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But um, Coach Kelso was such an inspiration in my life and in yeah. the, the women who played at Alabama for her. And unfortunately, she passed the year after I played. Uh, unexpectedly from a, a brain aneurysm and that I was still at Alabama finishing up my degree and the team that team played for her that year they were a really talented team already but just having that extra inspiration uh, earned them uh, a trip to the Final Four that year and I went along as a fan in the stands and uh was there to celebrate and cry tears of joy for them as they made that historic run and just thinking about how proud Coach Kelso would have been. But I take a lot of what Coach Kelso meant to me and the team as far as just um, her personality and her engagement. And she came in every day with excitement. And, uh, you know, you don't know – she could have had a bad conversation with her family. She could have had a flat tire. Mm -hmm. But by the time she got to where she was going, it was all – Hey, let's go. Let's roll. Right. We got practice. We got a game. You know, let's say, how you doing today? And right. so I just kind of take that with me now and try to just stay positive because other people are looking to you for like that energy that they may need
1: mm-hmm. to get
0: themselves going. And so that's one of the biggest things ascending to the chair where you're making the decisions is trying to keep that energy level high so that you can help others Uh, be successful in what they're doing and and not be too down and out when things don't go their way or we don't win a game or we don't sell a corporate partnership or sell tickets and those type of things so uh, I'm I'm blessed that she was a part of my journey as well as my other coaches and teammates and uh, I'm very thankful for for everyone.
1: Um, One of the questions I like to ask is if you could go back you know, what would you do different? And you, you picked a perfect juncture and that was you would have um handled that crossroads a little better. Um career wise, what would you do differently in in that arena?
0: Oof that. <laughs> uh, so I, I say I don't have many regrets because I don't think you should live your life what have could have should have.
1: Right, right.
0: But I do think there's some things that you can do differently. And yes. there's many moments that I wish I would have done things differently um, personally, professionally, you know, as a mom, as a wife, as a daughter, uh-huh. as a friend. And I just, I, One day, I hope this subsides in my brain, but I go home every night and replay the whole day. Every conversation, every interaction I have, and I say, ooh, I could have done that better. Ooh, I could have done this better. you know. And it's like, I struggle because I want to be perfect, Mm -hmm. and I struggle and I want to be the best. And so when I go back and self-analyze and I feel like I fell short in that area, it's really difficult to get past sometimes, and I have to replay it, and all I can do is say... I'm going to try to be better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And some days are better than others. Um, But I've had a good run professionally. I've had a lot of friends uh, in the business that have helped me be successful. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of challenges that I haven't been successful in. And I'll take ownership of a lot of that. Um, But I've tried to surround myself with a lot of people who want me to be successful and give me that input. And I, I spoke with one this morning that I hadn't talked to in a couple of months and I said, you know, I know I didn't do things perfectly and I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but, you know, I, I'm i just trying every day to do it right, make a difference, and, you know, be a better person. And hopefully at the end of the day that I'll be on the positive side of that. And that, you know... She sounds like I'll me. Be... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have to regroup and like, ooh, I could have done that better.
0: <laughs> when I ask for advice, I say, ooh. But at the end of the day, it's not like, in the work it's like not personal it's professional and right. I, just, I want us to be the best and right. sometimes it just comes out sharp like hey why did we do that yeah instead of you know taking the time to say you know you know what was your thought process with yeah. this decision or how could we have done this differently and those type of things but I, I want to get to the answer quickly so we can move on and get better and that and that's the other thing like I'm, I'm a perfectionist, and I'm not very patient, and so I've had to learn to kind of step back and be patient and just hold my my time a little bit. I could work for you. I'm just so, telling you now. But I, I, I appreciate. It. Just tell me like it is. That's I don't have how time.
1: I succeed. That's how I function. That's it's like uh, you know all the feelings and the you know right. what were we thinking? You know, I, I don't I don't know how to do that. That's why I would be, never be a good GM. I have to have a small team that can deal with my vet, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know we can we can all kumbaya by y'all later. Well, now, well, how has that been? First of all, you got to tell me how and your husband met.
0: Oh my, that's a good one.
1: Yes, I want to know how y'all met, and how does your personality play in that?
0: I was just about to add on to my previous statement that. I have recognized over the course of the years, I'm not everybody's personality. Yeah, Uh, We all have our different personalities. We all have our different quirks. We're all kind of strange in some ways, you know, and so, but it's about who you're going to spend your time with that you believe in as a person. Uh, because they're ethical, they're faithful, they're hardworking, and they're driven. And if you meet those characteristics, then, you know, that's who I want to spend my time with. And I can get past if you're direct, or I can get past if you're uh, touchy-feely and those type of things, because I know where your heart is. Your heart is you want what's best for me and other people, you want what's best for the organization. And, right. you know, sometimes we don't always get there at the same time in the same place in the same way. And that's OK. Yeah, we're all we all bring differences and uniqueness to the table. And I look for that when I hire. It's like I don't want to be around somebody that looks like me, acts like me or talks like me. You, and I tell them in the interview, I said, you don't have to dress like me. You don't have to have the same mannerisms as me. You don't have to do the same things I do. I am perfectly okay with you being you. Right. That's fine. Not all organizations are like that, right? They want you to model the boss. But I I don't want that. I want you to be you because you're going to bring that different perspective to the table that we need. Right. That's how kind of my husband and I are. So he um, was in college athletics, too. Okay. We... Now what did he? What did he do? He's volleyball. Volleyball. He's a volleyball coach.
1: Okay. Yep. I love volleyball. So
0: I was working at at Troy State University, which has evolved to Troy University now. That's how long ago we yeah. met, uh, which seems like yesterday. And I still say Troy State. It's, you know, 20 <laughs> miles from where I grew up. And uh-huh. so I um, had a chance to go be an assistant basketball coach there. Okay. And he was the assistant volleyball coach. Okay. And we had offices in the same space. And we would walk every day pretty much to uh, get the mail. And we would talk and have conversations about the differences in our bosses. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the head coaches in those sports. And they were different personalities. One was... You know, enjoyed um, uh, going to church and expressing uh-huh. uh, religious beliefs. And the other one was, you know, not so much in that space. <laughs> so right. we made for interesting conversations. And right. So we just developed a friendship from that. And he has, was in a different space in his personal life. And so uh, we connected for about six months before I moved on. And it was probably, I don't know, seven or eight years later, I was at Birmingham Southern. uh uh-huh and we were looking for a volleyball coach and i told our athletic director jodine jr who was another wonderful story to share and tell about but he um he was looking for a volleyball coach so i said you know perry robinson i knew him from troy and he he even in that short period of time and you know people when you first meet him you gauge him and you're like man that's a good good person yeah yeah it's got a good heart yeah and a good way and so i was like He's been very successful at Carson Newman, limited amount of resources. That might be somebody you want to talk to. So he interviewed him, and that's the first time Perry and I had connected since Troy. And, again, he was in a different place personally. And so um, we ended up not hiring him. But a couple of years after that, he was looking for a new job, new opportunity. So I helped him get a job, and he ended up as the head volleyball coach at Montevallo, which oh, is his yeah. alma mater.
1: Oh really? Yes. And what a so dream job! I didn't
0: technically help him with that, but he—that's where he landed. So that was in July. Uh huh. And I just said, hey, congratulations! You know, when you get settled, let's uh, catch up. Yeah. Well, February rolls around, and I didn't have a—wasn't having a very particularly good day at work, so I was looking for something to to break that cycle, and so I was going through my Rolodex, and it landed on Perry Robinson. I was like, he hasn't connected with me yet, so I shot him an email. Said, hey, just checking in. How'd your first season go? Right. And he shot right back and said, hey, it's great. We need to connect, whatever. And it was around my birthday. And so, like the week before my birthday, we went out. Then we went out again and went out just talking and connecting or whatever. Right. And we just kept going out. And so... uh, So y'all
1: went the friend route.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then... Go ahead. I was
0: going to say, so my twin brother, who I told you is very competitive, and we have different ways of talking to each other, he would say... You're just too uh, rigid in your standards. You know, you need to relax some of your expectations for who you're going to date. And I was like, I'm not relaxing my standards. <laughs> you know, I was like, I've got a checklist, a mental checklist that they've got to hit all of this.
1: How it's, long was it?
0: Well, I don't know It's pretty that. long. <laughs> no, it to, it to, I mean, you know, honest, good, hard, good people, hard worker, you know. Right, right, right. Somebody that I want to talk to and spend the rest of my life with, right? Yeah. So just the basics. Uh-huh. Um, and so when I met Perry, he kind of met all of these check marks. Well, be dog. But then we got to one, and it was, you guys will appreciate this, um, his only fault at the time, I said, was that he was an Auburn fan. <laughs> and so while he went to Montevallo, his dad graduated from Auburn. And the he, house so, divided thing? Yeah, yeah, so I went through the checklist again, and I was like, you know – for three hundred and sixty-five days, we're going to be good. you right. <laughs> so this is that one year. Just that
1: one. Yeah. And I think
0: the final separation on that one day was the kick six, and since then, it's just been we never watched the game together again. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I'm obviously more passionate about football than he is in Alabama. So, but I, I say, this is this is all in jest, I say this, but I said at the time it was his one fault. Many have developed in our 17-year marriage, uh-huh. but, you know, it's, it's, that's not true. He's a very uh, great – he's a great husband, great father, and a great volleyball coach. He's at Pelham High School now and has okay. won a state championship there and oh, strives awesome. every year to get to the final four. So,
1: Now, thank you for letting me tell
0: that story about him.
1: I don't know if you know this, but I'm world renowned for my relationship advice.
0: Oh, great! I could take some. Do I I see (laughs) head (laughs) shaking? (laughs) Head (laughs) shaking. Now,
1: single people, when they come, I give them advice. But as a successful married person. Give a single person a little piece of advice. What would you give a single person?
0: This is great because people ask me all the time, how did you know Perry was the one? Okay. And I always say he didn't get on my nerves. (laughs) That's pretty easy. (laughs) When we were dating and even now it's like he doesn't get on my nerves. He's somebody that I want to be around all the time that, you know, I don't, you know, feel like I want to walk away from or be away from for very long. And so, and the beauty of what we do is when we first started dating, one, we were older and two, we were committed to each of us chasing our own dreams and passion Mm -hmm. and which is very difficult to do in the business that we're in. And so, um, We followed my career. He was able to change his career and pivot from college coaching to high school coaching, Mm -hmm. but it allowed him to still chase his dreams, and that's what we're still both doing. I'm getting now to do that in the professional space with a sport that I love, and he's continuing to do that at Pelham, which is a place he loves, and is near and dear to his heart and ours too. And so I think that that's what it – for us, I can't speak for others, but that's what's made us successful is – you know, we've allowed each other to chase dreams. We've, we've compromised here and there when you need to, obviously. But, you know, you find a way to, to make it happen for each of you to stay happy.
1: Terrible advice. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> hey, I'm Charles Barkley. Call for a Redmont and water at bars and restaurants throughout the great state of Alabama. Redmont Vodka available at select ABC stores and package stores. Redmond Vodka is eight times distilled, gluten-free, and is made from non-GMO corn. Looking to support a local business? Redmond Distilling is Alabama-proud and minority-owned. Learn more online at redmonddistilling.com. I like to explain it. Part one is who you are. Part two is what you do. And so... I want people to know who you are. Who who is that person behind the team? Who's forming the team? And I think I wanna to go to a game because she was so funny, or I like that. <laughs> so it's 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 very little of what you do. You know, like fourth place last year, you know. Little over 500 record. We know we want to win. Da, 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 da. That's all cool, but what about you and your husband? And what are you like? And all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I just, um, most everyone that sits in that seat is already like a really close friend of mine. Mm. That's how it was built. This is the first season that I'm bringing some other people in and getting to know. So by the time we leave here, I want to be able to say you're my friend.
0: Well, yeah, I already know that. (laughs) I already know you got a good heart and that's what I connect with. So thank you.
1: Now, um, we forgot, I forgot to ask you about social media. Like you're the squad. I know it's, is it, what's the, what are the tags? How can people follow the squadron and the website? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: should bring in my PR guy, Dawson, there for that. I do know it's birminghamsquadron.com. Okay. That's where we are. I have some personal sites that sometimes I use for work, sometimes I don't. But um, I think I'm on Twitter Or X now as 44 44 hoops, so you can find me there. I'm on LinkedIn, so you can find me there. But okay, uh, we've got a lot of social platforms on Instagram, X, Facebook. So and then I think
1: it's I think it's Birmingham Squadron on um, Instagram. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So um, and by the way, that's (laughs) Dawson, everybody. (laughs)
0: Dawson's a great PR. We got a great social staff, and they—they, I mean, you should really come work with us because this staff is tremendous and amazing. But the best part is they have no problem shaming me as the general manager. (laughs) And you know, I told them this week. I said, you know, where else are you guys going to go work where you get to tease me unmercifully as the general manager? So I'll give you an example of the. Websites and phone numbers. I got tongue tied one time on a broadcast, and I said Web Systems. (laughs) Go to your Web Systems, and you know, look us up.
1: (laughs) That's like saying the Facebook.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) It was like the next day or two days later. There were T-shirts done. T-shirts. That is
1: hilarious. I love it. There really were T-shirts. the web system. The web
0: system. So that's where you'll find all of your information, young people, is on the web. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's how we are. We have a good time. I mean, I don't take it personally, you know, have an ego about it, you know, but I know our staff gets their job done. So, if it takes, you know, joking on me or doing t yeah. shirts, then let's do it. Let's have fun. That's what we're all about. So, no, I mean, all we're trying to do is provide an opportunity for young men to chase their dreams. And an environment where friends and families and colleagues can come out and have a great time for two hours, and those memories are going to last forever. And they're going to get to follow young men who got started here in Birmingham, like Jose Alvarado, who mm-hmm. are now playing for the Pelicans, and maybe that becomes your 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 uh, uh, best player in the NBA that you want to follow or your Pelicans become your team. And he went fantasy. to the
1: NBA and tore it up. Oh, wow, I was nickname, so happy for him. that's awesome so
0: those are the kind of that's what we're doing what's what we're in the business of doing everything else is it's not complicated it's not it's easy so let's have fun doing it
1: now what um is your favorite charity
0: Hmm. so uh, when i worked at the sec office uh, i was hired in august of 2011 that was the same time frame that pat summit announced her diagnosis as early um, onset dementia uh, which later has evolved into alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and so i was devastated because i was so excited that i was going to get to work alongside pat summit and dawn staley and uh, Gary Blair, all of those individuals, highly successful coaches. I mean, I was like a kid in school you yeah. know, running to my idols to work with them. And uh, from that, obviously, she um, stepped down as coach, replaced by Holly Warlock. But in that period of time, I had an opportunity to help create the We Back Pat Week. alongside the Pat Summit Foundation so the foundation started and I said we need to do something as the SEC and so I think our coaches would be on board with that what can we do I said let's create a week long event where we showcase our games have television promote it and promote her foundation and so they've done that going into their 12th season this year and it's really elevated across the country so now everybody plays a We Back Pat game and so um, because of that uh, love and passion and interest in what we got started, I w- had the opportunity to join the back um, Pet Summit Foundation. Oh. So I'm a board member for them. So that's my number one national charity, if you will. And then locally, um, big fan and supporter of the Bell Center and the Red Barn, uh, and particularly Uh, The Bell Center because we have friends and family who have um, been able to utilize their services uh, and have early intervention for the children, their children who are born. What is the Bell Center? It's a um, local organization that Mm -hmm. provides um, early intervention for kids and children who are born with Down syndrome and other um, developmental delays. And so they help them through that. And we have a great friend of ours, my husband's college uh, roommate fraternity brother's wife works there and just does a tremendous job and so really supportive of them and then the red barn is an organization that provides therapeutic services through horsemanship uh, for uh, uh, individuals on the spectrum and other disabilities and so our daughter is on the autism spectrum and has benefited from Uh, participating in the Red Barn and uh, has helped her with her development socially, uh, mentally and physically and so those are the two local charities that we support and are attentive to what's going on in their areas.
1: Well, hold this thought which is if you don't answer one of these questions you have to make donations to your favorite charities. Okay. (laughs) But they're easy. But before we say that you brought up Hubby's Fraternities. Mm-hmm. Hubby's fraternity. And you were in the what club? What club was it? the
0: the, so,
1: the Omega Society. Omega Society. Mm. Tell us about the Omega Society and how that impacted your life.
0: Um I was in a sorority when I was at Alabama and mm. my friends today.
1: Which sorority?
0: Sigma Kappa.
1: Okay, so when y'all go to TikTok, look for Sigma yes. Kappa with the sorority stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so some of my uh my oldest and dearest friends were my sorority sister, my college roommate, who we've been friends for thirty five years now going on, plus more. Uh-huh. Um was a Sigma Kappa and so and my husband's friends we went out to dinner last month and you know eight to ten of them ten of us were out for dinner and it was just a special time and uh, community to be continuing to be involved with and sharing life stories and stories from way back when and uh, please promise not to ever talk to my college roommate Suzanne because there will be stories that don't need to be shared. uh, Thankfully, no Instagram, no X, no Facebook, and all of that. As we all say now that we have, you know, we're older and have. See, we were trying to uncover
1: a few little things about you, a few little surprises.
0: We have secrets, so we just, yeah, leave it at that.
1: Now, Regent's Park or Rickwood Field? Mm, This or that? Question?
0: Huh? I'm I'm old school. So, I'm going to go Rick Woodfield. I love, uh, I wish I were around when the Black Barons were playing uh, because I just, I'm a baseball person. So, um, and my husband knows this order, so he'll be okay with it. But it's basketball, baseball, and then volleyball. So, um, I just, I love baseball. And I look,
1: football wasn't on the list, but yet. She can't. They can't watch it together. Yeah, I, I, do, I mean, I love football. I love. Okay,
0: I I'm love just football. saying. So wow. I can't
1: imagine watching one of those your favorite three sports with you. That's hysterical. Did
0: you get me on the Braves game, but yeah, the Brickwood for sure.
1: Okay, Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park.
0: Ooh. I'm gonna go Railroad Park. Just okay. given the athletic opportunities there to walk into. Um, run the track, see the dogs, see the people. I do love gardening, but I'm not a master gardener, so I would be intimidated by botanical gardens and um,
1: all the experiences there. I just got into gardening. We are so <laughs> <laughs> Crossplex or Legion Field?
0: Ooh, Legion mm. Field, Legion Field. You guys know. I mean, back this in the one day.
1: should be easy. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena.
0: Uh, I think I'll go with Legacy. (laughs) And what they've done, I mean, just the complex there and leadership by Tad Snyder with um, not only Legacy but protected the new amphitheater coming on board and how Mm -hmm. it's elevating downtown Birmingham is tremendous. And Legacy is a great basketball facility, the best in the G League. There's a reason why the Pelicans are coming up here again in year two Mm -hmm. uh, for a preseason game. It's because of what the renovations there have done. And the experience and environment when you put 15,000 plus fans in the stands.
1: That's awesome. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center?
0: Ooh, mm-hmm. my daughter still loves McWayne. She's 14 and still wants to go all the time. I love the animals. Mm-hmm. The heat's a little much sometimes, so that's a toss up. It's a toss up. Oh,
1: toss up. Can we have we got up? a donation? Oh. <laughs> I love it. We get a donation. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park?
0: Vulcan Park.
1: You said that fast.
0: Well, I, just the beauty of being up on Vulcan and seeing Birmingham and yeah. almost to Tuscaloosa and Pell City. I mean, yeah. it's like it's cool. Yeah. It shows you how beautiful Birmingham is.
1: It really does. Mm. The Birmingham Barons or the Birmingham Squadron? Squadron. <laughs> Again, I love baseball,
0: but I love the Squadron.
1: Birmingham Legion or Birmingham Stallions? Ooh. Mm.
0: Stallions.
1: Biggie or Tupac? Uh, Tupac. Michael Jackson or Prince? Oh, that is so- <laughs>
0: I have to donate again.
1: <laughs> like. So now you have Prince, to donate one Prince, to one Prince. to each one.
0: I keep every time Prince comes on. I tell my daughter, I "said he is one of the most talented musicians and, and voices that you'll hear. You need to listen to these songs." <laughs> and she's like,
1: "Yeah, whatever." Barney. Where's uh, Barney? <laughs> now, what is you talking about your your birthday earlier? What's your zodiac sign?
0: Aquarius.
1: What what is that? Water. But mm-hmm. I mean, do you know what? Uh, Aquarius are Not typical? really.
0: No, I try. I used I to follow the either. Zodiac, yeah. and I was all into it. Then I was like, ah, oh, forget it. But when like,
1: you do look at it, are you like, wow? Or mm-hmm. is it like, uh-uh?
0: No, most days I'm like, yeah. I'm <laughs> <gonna be laughs> okay.
1: Now, um, what is your favorite holiday?
0: Uh, Thanksgiving. I
1: love Thanksgiving. Yeah,
0: it's just more time with the family, you know, the days, instead of the buildup of... The other holidays, and then boom, it's done. So, mm-hmm. the Friday after Thanksgiving, I love it. Saturday, yeah. and then back home Sunday.
1: Now, do you cook?
0: Oh, yeah. I can. Let me step back here. What's
1: your go-to meal? What, What if, if someone's coming over and you want to do Ooh, something, what would you do?
0: Probably fried chicken.
1: What? Mm,
0: but I'm still perfecting it. It's not like my grandmother's, so I'm... I miss those lessons. I will begrudgingly
1: come and test it if you know if if you if you must.
0: I welcome you.
1: you. (laughs) Ooh, we never get to ask this one. What's your favorite pair of Jordans?
0: You know, (laughs) I was not a Nike fan for a long time.
1: Oh, really?
0: And just some history there, and you know. Well, that. Well,
1: what is your favorite pair of? basketball shoes i'll let you okay off the so hook.
0: when i was at alabama uh-huh. we uh wore reebok and you remember the pumps on the reebok yeah we had those and up until a couple of years ago till they totally disintegrated <laughs> from, <laughs> from humidity and travel and everything i still had them really but just to pump that little ball i remember and the bad thing is they were a little short on on our feet for whatever reason. So not only did I, but other teammates had issues with it and may or may not have lost some toenails along the way. So, oh, wow. Is that too much for this group? The Absolutely okay. not. Sorry.
1: I love it. That's okay. the type of stuff we need.
0: But we struggled. A bit, but back, we were pumping that thing up. It didn't yeah. matter. The toenails. It didn't matter because we you had to pump. You look good.
1: good. Now, finally, for this little section... I want to know your favorite scripture, Bible figure, or Bible story.
0: Ooh, that's Mm. tough. I'm not a biblical scholar. I'm religious, but I'm not Mm -hmm. a biblical scholar. Um, Most of uh, what I grew up knowing was um, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things. Is that...
1: The crisis, mm-hmm. me. and I so like that's
0: your—that was my go-to growing up, especially around sports teams and yeah. trying to push through uh, everything um, that was going on with practices or games or disappointment, those type of things. So,
1: sports is tough. Um, most people go to work and in some aspect they expect to win every every day what's it like having to manage emotions thoughts of yourself etc because you're in a world where you're gauged by the success mm-hmm. and the perception <laughs> Of others, of what success is. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And athletics played such an important role in my life, and I did not think or know that I would still be around it at this point in time in my life. And I'm just thankful for that opportunity, um, that it provided an outlet to me when I was younger and a means to gain some um, strength and uh, understanding of who I was and uh, competitiveness with my brothers and sisters and, uh, you know, an outlet for when my mom was working or, you know, my dad was away and those type of things and the friendships that I developed along the way. And I think for me and my personality is really like, Really, I get really excited about stuff, so I have a hard time controlling and bringing things down. I go from zero to 60 on some things that I don't understand sometimes in the workplace, and people know, who know me know that about me. But it's all because I'm passionate, and I want us to win. I yeah. want us to be successful. I want us to be at the top. And I think what I've learned along the way is um, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. There's only one team at the end standing with a trophy – Um, The others, you know, are going back to the building blocks to get there, and it's very hard to get to the top. Uh I mean, it is hard. I always think about what is the hardest sport to win a championship in, and I go from hockey to the Super Bowl to baseball, World Series (coughs) to the NBA. I mean, I just – they're all so different in, you know, winnability, right? Uh And there's only going to be one at the end of the day. And I I told somebody this – pretty much every time, you know, trying to get past a a, a loss, if you will, in quotation marks, mm-hmm. is that there, that's going to happen. And I can appreciate it now. I said, as long as you put forth the effort to give yourself a chance to win, and so whether that's winning on the court or going into the office every day or being around your family and developing relationships, as long as you put forth the effort and uh, – try to get better and be successful at it and, you know, learn from your mistakes, then I can accept a loss. Mm. I can accept this not being successful. I can accept when relationships fall apart. But if you, as a person, you know, individually and then collectively as a team, don't do that, then it's it's difficult because then that's where the woulda, coulda, shouldas come in, right? Mm. And that's why I try every day when I go into work, what am I going to do today for us to be successful? And then I told you I break down pretty much the whole game or the whole day at the end. And I'm like, okay, well, we did this to be successful. That's a win. I tell people at the office, that's a win for us today. And then I Evaluated. I'm like, well, we weren't very good in this area. I'm not going to say it's a loss, but it's an opportunity for us to get better. And then there's just some things you're going to lose. Like, I didn't get the request that I wanted. Somebody finally said no. Uh, And so I I think that's how I process uh, my career in athletics. That's how I process a lot of things at home, Um, particularly in relationships with a 14-year-old daughter and a husband who's also in athletics and just – I don't know if that's the right way or not. Probably should visit with um, a psychologist on that to see. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I mean, that's just how I believe and try to get better every day.
1: This is a first, and it's just how much I have enjoyed this. Hmm. I have a daughter named Ava.
0: Hmm.
1: She's six. Aww. And I, I miss I those years. And I want you to give my daughter some advice that I can play for her.
0: Oh, I'm gonna have to think about it. Hold on, just a second. Take your time. Six, so precious. Mm. Man, I don't know. I'm not very good at giving other people advice like that. You
1: just gave some great advice just a second I, but ago. But that's what I—that's how I that, live. That's so the, it's that, like that was the advice that I think you—you you would give. A college student, a career person, I think it's excellent. Mm-hmm. But what about the little girl? The little girl who, you know, like I think it's a really big deal that you're a GM. You know what I mean? Like that that little girl, what, what would you want someone to tell you?
0: Okay. Are we ready? Yeah hey Ava I've enjoyed spending time with your dad today what a great personality he has and seems like a lot of fun and great guy I just as you grow just remember that you are enough you be you you don't have to be other people to be successful Uh, they don't define who you are uh, and you'll have those experiences along the way where people are pulling you in that direction that's not what your gut and your heart and your head and your family has taught you and so just keep being you keep relying on your friends and family uh your support system there to move you in a positive direction and you'll be successful on the way
1: give us some shout outs who you want to give a shout out to gotta say the husband yes i'm just saying well
0: okay we'll start there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, He's in the middle of his season right now, so the grind of that every night, right? So I tried to send him off in a positive way this morning, so big match tonight. But uh, the impact he and other coaches have on young people, especially Mm -hmm. girls in high school, in dealing with them, and uh, so good luck to him. But my daughter, too, wish her well as an eighth grader and all the the blessings that she's had from her teachers at uh, Pizzitz, and then uh, obviously squad 205 we're one squad that's our tagline this year and uh they're tremendous in what they do and i appreciate all my friends um and support and my family too and my brothers and sister and colleagues along the way and uh, you know i just everybody i tell people this at work too and we hire i want you to be successful i want you to have happiness i want you to enjoy what we're doing there's things that we've got to do as an organization to get better and I want that for you. And uh, if that's something that you want to, I want to help you get there and be successful. And, and that's, that's my number one goal. I have no alternative motive or ulterior. Uh, I've been there, done that. I'm not trying to get anywhere. I'm trying for us to be successful. And that next generation of young people, if they want to go and be successful, I'm here for you. So just I don't know. I'm blessed to be a part of this. Thanks for the conversation. I'm not much of a talker, but um, if you ask me questions, I'll respond. But just be careful what you, you <laughs> ask I tell them this at work, too. I said, you can ask me any question that you want. As long as it's not confidential, I'll, I will tell you. Yeah. My opinion's not for everybody. My perspective's not for everybody. Uh, but if you want to get me talking, just ask me. My, that's the question. So. Otherwise, I'm going to sit back, observe, and support you where I can.
1: Go squadron. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, urbanham.com, and urbanham.news. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.